0: Welcome to Challenge Accepted, a new podcast series from the CBF, which has been developed from the experiences of families in and around Kent. Whilst working with families around the topic of their own well-being, we heard loud and clear that a lot of advice and support around well-being isn't really that helpful. When do I find time for a yoga class? How can I plan time for myself? Who's going to take care of my child? And how do we share time as a family? Ultimately, we found the biggest thing that helped was sharing experiences with other families and finding out what worked for them. So here it is, Challenge Accepted. Hello, I'm Gemma and welcome to episode number four of Challenge Accepted. When we talk to families about their own needs and well-being, a key piece of advice the CBF give is to access carers' assessment to help identify where support can be provided to make day-to-day life caring for someone just a little bit easier. But we know from research by Carers UK that only around a quarter of carers take them up, and many don't know what an assessment is, how to access them, and what they can ask for. In this podcast, we'll address some of those elephants in the room. But firstly, we wanted to hear directly from one carer about her experience of getting carers' assessment. So we spoke to Maria, whose adult son lives at home with her, about her experience of having a carer's assessment. Maria tells us about the support that she's received in the past, the types of questions she was asked, and why it is important to get a carer's assessment, even if things are going really well. Maria, thank you so much for coming and talking to us um, today. Um, I understand that you have recently had a carer's assessment and so I wanted to have a chat with you about that to see what it was like, what it involved and, you know, what the outcome of it was. But before we start, um, tell us a little bit about your family and you. Um, Yeah, so, okay, so there's... um, In my family is
1: myself, my daughter, Lily... And my son, Adam, Um, Lily's um, 21, she works part-time. She's a little darling. She's absolutely wonderful, such a great help in the family. Um, And then we have Adam, who is my son. Adam has severe autism, learning difficulties, sensory processing disorder. Um, He does have challenged behaviours. Uh, yeah and that's that's it really we've got a couple of cats and my I've got quite a lot of family um but that extended family that but they live away so um I don't really see them much so yeah it's just basically us three and the cats
0: (laughs) so you live at home together yeah we're all at home yeah and I know, Maria, that in the past you have had some really difficult times and Adam's had some really difficult times and Lily's had some difficult times. It's difficult yeah. for you as a family. But how yeah. are things going with Adam's support now?
1: Yeah, we've had, we've had quite a few um, difficult times in the past. Um, yeah, when I say a few, I mean quite a lot. <laughs> mm. um, but like, like you say, Gemma, we've, we've come through it now and we are, well... Everything is absolutely fine. My son is accessing lots of lovely things that he enjoys. He has a fantastic um, care care package in place. Carers are wonderful. Um, They absolutely, you know, they idolise Adam and vice versa. So that's all really good. And he access the community and do so many wonderful things every day. Um, and he's yeah he's loving life at the moment. To be fair, he's loving life.
0: Oh, that's that's really good to hear. And yeah. even though he has this amazing support package and really good care staff and everything, you're obviously yeah. still providing a lot of support because he's living at home with you and and Lily. Um, and that's why I was really glad to hear that you had had a carer's assessment because lots of people might think, oh, it's everything's going fine. Why do I need a carer's assessment? But actually, you if you do any caring for someone with um, a disability, then you are entitled to a carer's assessment. And you know, at the CBF, we do urge everyone to uh, get a carer's assessment. And I was wondering, were you offered a carer's assessment or did you have to request it? Um, So I requested
1: it. I, I normally have to request it every year and this year uh, we were a, a couple of months out um and they actually apologized for that which was nice but <laughs> um yeah so I, I um yeah requested it um through Suffolk family Carers, i believe it is they mm-hmm. they kind of take that off the local council um to do mm-hmm. that that sort of thing so yeah i did request it
0: yeah and i think that happens in a lot of a lot of areas doesn't it that um, The actual carer's assessment is carried out by a carer's organisation on behalf of the local authority. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what happened on the day? Did you have it in person? Was it over the phone? Was it online? So it was um, over the phone, I think, because they
1: are based quite far away from from where we are she asked if that would be okay to do it over the phone which i was absolutely happy and fine with so yeah it, it took about half an hour i suppose to to kind of go through everything mm-hmm. um so i'm not gonna lie it's it's always hard to do because you do have to go quite in depth of of your family Um, and what's happening now or in the past or whatever. So I always do find that a little bit upsetting, if you like, sometimes when you do have to kind of talk about things like that. But I suppose they they have to do all that just to, you know, get it all right. But, yeah, um, yeah, that was all done over the phone.
0: Yeah. And it's difficult, isn't it, to talk about, you know, the hard things because naturally Mm -hmm. we want to focus on... The positive Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. but like you say in order for you know them to get your eligibility for support Mm -hmm. right you have to tell them about the difficult days and you know the challenging behaviors that that sometimes you might experience and things like that yeah did you feel like the person who did the assessment understood what you were telling them do you think that they had an understanding of what life is like supporting someone with a severe learning disability or how how did you find that
1: yeah i actually found her to be very um caring to be honest she was really nice she um the times I kind of got upset through through the assessment which I did she was very like would you should we take a break would you like to take a break and we can come back to you um and all that sort of thing which which I had to and then come back to it but yeah, I, I found her to be really, really lovely. I'm not gonna lie, she was really nice. And I think some of the things that I I, I had to tell her, um, the traumas that we've faced in the past, she was I'm not gonna lie, she was pretty shocked at. Mm-hmm. And so in that case, in in that because of that, I kind of felt like she was getting a little bit upset too <laughs> because of the things that we've gone through as a family. And she like I say, because of that. She was so caring. I'm not going to lie; she was very, very caring, and, and yeah, really, really listened to everything I had to say. That, and that's really good
0: to hear. And, yeah, yeah, and I guess that's good, the the benefit of your carer's assessment being completed by someone who works for a carers organisation as yeah, well. You know, they exactly. they kind of understand um, yeah. the difficulties and. I think if you're
1: right. Sorry, Gemma. I think you're right. I think if that had been done by I don't know, somebody in the local authority that may have been a little bit of a different story. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because they're really busy, aren't they? There's a lot of pressure um, on
0: social workers to do lots of different assessments and things like that. So it sounds like having it done by someone who works with carers all the time, can empathise, understand the issues and, you know, has that time to spend, you know, half an hour chatting to you um, and can give you that break if you do get upset because, like we said, talking about things that are hard is, is difficult. Yeah. And you said that it took about half an hour, so it's not massively long. No, not really. No, not really long.
1: I mean... Uh, obviously when we'd gone through all the personal stuff she sort of said at the end obviously there's um a, a bit of funding if i what would i you know what what would i like if if there was uh, to, if i was to be eligible for a bit of funding and, and you know obviously they go through all the things that they can fund like the little breaks and things like that which is absolutely lovely um i sort of said to her um because I had a bit of an injury in February I'm I'm struggling to sort of drive now and I actually did ask her I did say I was like saving up for a, an automatic car mm. and I did say would it would there be like would that would I be eligible to get help to, you know to in that kind of thing like because you can get driving lessons so yeah. I didn't you know so she sort of said that she didn't know whether they'd be able to fund that kind of thing but she would almost certainly find out and to me that in itself shows that they're going that extra mile to Mm. try and get something out of what they would normally do
0: yeah yeah I was
1: happy with that
0: yeah I've not
1: heard anything back yet you haven't no I've not heard anything back yet but um I did, I'm not going to lie, I did actually forget because I wanted some some proof of like, you know, my name and address and whatnot. And I did forget to send off.
0: Because you're (laughs) a busy lady doing doing a lot of caring.
1: (laughs) Why haven't I heard back from them? This is really weird. And then I looked uh, through my emails and I was like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to send some... information off and i forgot but i've done that now and they've acknowledged
0: it so oh, that's good. much longer yeah so you you might get the outcome soon of what, yeah what i mean the, yeah the whole
1: process effect. has been like about a month if if mm-hmm. that so it's not that bad
0: no no and maybe i can get in touch with you and find out um before we publish this what what you have what you have been um, yeah. What you have been given to help yeah. um, in your caring role, but you've yeah. had carers assessments before. And what what kind of support have you had before when you've had a carers assessment? What's the outcome been?
1: Yeah, um,
0: so I've I've been um,
1: kind of asking for a, a carers assessment for quite a few years now, mm. and I didn't know the know about them until uh, another family carer told me that she was getting them. Mm. So I sort of asked her how often are these things you know happening and she said she gets them every year Mm. so I just literally straight away applied to the local authority um, to see if I was eligible and straight away they said yes so I've been having them for about 10 years now Mm. Um, and each year has been something different it's been the first year I remember asking silly well it's not silly but (laughs) I asked for a a new car pack
0: Mm-hmm.
1: because my my carpet was really really old and with with adam spilling things and and mm. what on it uh, i just couldn't afford a new one yeah. so the, the first thing i kind of thought was i'm wondering whether they'd fund a carpet yeah. you know and that and contributes
0: to your well-being does not yeah, it, it really you know really actually
1: makes me feel better <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah so that's that's good to hear that it, you know it some people might think well yeah you can offer me a a break away but actually i don't have time to do that or exactly. that's not my kind of thing and so exactly. maybe thinking outside the box at yeah. what will improve your well-being exactly. and you know not looking at the carpet that's got the stains mm. on it every day mm. does exactly improve your yeah. So, yeah
1: yeah i was really i was really surprised that they did actually let let me have that like you say mm. because it is out of the box but I, it made me feel so much better just be able to have a new carpet <laughs> But yes. I mean, since then, I've had lots of different. Um, I've ha- I have had a, managed to have a little breakaway, mm-hmm. um, little spa weekends. Um, there was one that I had where um, I had like a, 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 my nails done, mm-hmm. a, a hair appointment. Um, li- literally, loads of different little yeah. things like that, w- which they fund, which is great. Little little pick me ups.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you mentioned um, that your daughter lives with you. Has she ever had a carer's assessment? Um,
1: I believe she did before when she was 18 or before she was 18. Mm. She, she had a young carer's assessment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which is great. She she got a little bit of funding as well and done the same sort of thing. Yeah. Got her nails and whatnot done, which is lovely. Yeah. But since then, she's not. When obviously now she's twenty one, she's not had one. I don't really know if she's eligible to have one or not. I don't know Mm. because I'm the main carer and just myself.
0: I don't know whether she's have to find that out. I suppose. Yeah, it's worth it's worth asking um, about, isn't it? Because I'm sure she does. She does do a lot of caring just by living in the same house as as her brother. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that like that's really it's really good to hear that you've had positive experience, and you know I know you haven't had the outcome yet, but it sounds like it wasn't you know something to be worried about, you know, to have this carer's assessment, and actually, you know, even though it was difficult to. Um, you know talk about the things that you find difficult in your caring role mm. it sounds as if the person that was doing the assessment was really empathetic towards yes. that and you know gave you the space that you needed to kind of you know maybe just take a moment and then carry on yeah definitely yeah i was happy with that i'm glad you
1: it's, that. Be, it's to be fair they've all been pretty good throughout the years you know mm. i'm not going to say they are all pretty good um carers assessments that I've had that's fantastic
0: brilliant really good to hear and I really hope that hearing you talk about your experience might um you know if someone's thinking "Mm, shall I shan't I that it will make them think yeah actually I will request it and you know just because you haven't been offered one doesn't mean that you won't get one because actually like you said you had to ask and then they were like oh sorry that's overdue. so I guess it's about just you know just ask a social worker oh, yeah. can i have a carer's assessment and um you know yeah not definitely. try not to be too too worried about the the process
1: yeah i think the good thing as well is you your your young person doesn't have to even have a diagnosis as mm. long as you're as long as you're doing your caring role well for mm. that young person yeah. it doesn't matter whether they've got a diagnosis or not you are doing that caring therefore you are entitled to have a carer's assessment. And, and hopefully this, doing this will get that out there to everybody to, to
0: yeah, get 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 one, because you are entitled to it. Absolutely. Sometimes people have found this one a little bit tricky to think about is, what are you most proud of as a family carer? Oh, my life, do not put you on the spot.
1: <laughs> um, what am I most proud of? Um, I think the most thing I'm proud of with myself is that I've done this on my own mm-hmm. uh, as a single parent yeah. throughout the years. I've done this and I've raised my son on my own for for about 15 years now mm-hmm. and it's been so tough, so hard, but the good thing is I I feel quite proud of myself, I'm not going to lie, should. I feel you proud should. of myself, but when I look at him and I think how I look at them both I'm not going to say Adam I look at them both and think I've raised a a beautiful girl who is so caring and will do anything to help me with Adam um and I I just don't know what I'd do without her I really don't and like I say I can say I'm I'm proud of raising Adam myself and getting through it just (laughs) so yeah I think that's it
0: I think you really should be proud of of that because it hasn't been easy. But like you say, you've kept on going and that's fantastic. Maria, thank you so much for talking to me today. I really, really appreciate it. And I really um, am thankful for the message of get a carer's assessment. Yes, definitely. 100%. Get one. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Maria.
1: All right. No worries. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Carers UK reported that in 2023, nearly three-quarters of carers with bad or very bad mental health are continuing to provide care despite feeling they are at breaking point. At the CBF, we are passionate about ensuring unpaid carers know about their right to support. If you provide regular unpaid support to a child, young person or adult with a severe learning disability, you're entitled to a carer's assessment. A carer's assessment can be requested by speaking to the social worker of the person you care for, or if your relative doesn't have a named social worker, ask the local authority social services department that funds their care and support. As Maria said, some local authorities ask carers' organisations to complete carers' assessments for them, so don't worry if you're signposted to one of those. During the assessment, be honest and try not to downplay your caring role and the impact it has on your day-to-day life. Remember, The word assessment relates to your needs. It's not a judgement of your abilities. You're doing a great job and deserve support. Following the assessment, if you're eligible for support, the local authority will develop a plan saying how they will support you. How carers' needs are met vary from local authority to local authority and it should definitely vary from person to person. But you could be entitled to practical support, such as a cleaner, emotional support, such as counselling, Support for your well-being such as social groups and activities that you enjoy doing. Equipment and home improvements. Training to help you care for your relative. Or extra care for your relatives so you can take a break. We know that requesting an assessment can be difficult. It can be difficult to talk about your needs when you're fighting for your relatives' needs to be met. It can be hard to find the time to sit down and be honest about how you're feeling. But this podcast is about looking after yourself. So if you'd like more information about getting a carer's assessment, take a look at the information on the CBF website. And just as an update, Maria got in touch to say she's been offered funding for three short breaks next year. She's planning to take her daughter Lily with her for a spa day, a trip to a theme park and another trip to somewhere they haven't quite decided yet. Here are some other top tips sent into the CBF's family carer email network. Try to sit in the garden and have a couple of minutes with no-one
1: around you and no phone. Have a hot bath before bed, listening to music.
0: We take it in turns to do things we want to do outside the house, and we get a small amount of respite that helps keep us sane, just.
1: Always take any support you're offered and don't feel bad for having any time for yourself.
0: Wine is not the answer. Earpods help. Now, the next episode is unfortunately the last one of the series, but it's a very special one. It features three lovely mums, Kelly, Mitch and Sue, who we invited to have a coffee and a chat at our family day in Chatham in Kent. We all had a really great time together sharing stories and advice. So as always, next week we'll be dishing up this but
1: I found because my two are on severe challenging mm-hmm. behavioural end and severe learning disabilities, it's, I always felt that I couldn't quite gel or I couldn't quite talk to people who were living the sort of life that I was living. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've, I've not had the chance to really speak to many parents, which is why something like this is, is, is absolutely amazing.
0: And absolutely loads of this. <laughs> <laughs> it it be anything. It can be something. That- I'm Gemma Harpam and this has been Challenge Accepted. Thank you to everyone who featured in this episode, especially the families whose experiences have fed into the series, and to the Collier Ferguson Charitable Trust for supporting us in making this series and to James Hoodless for producing the podcast. The Challenging Behaviour Foundation is a UK charity focused on the needs of children, young people and adults with severe learning disabilities whose behaviours may challenge and their families. Please visit www.challengingbehaviour.org.uk to find out more.